Here the old gods are dead. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, y'all. This is the Creepy Wee Podcast. I'm Rebecca with Liam. Hi, y'all. Liam, you want to tell uh, everyone the next part of your saga of bad luck? Oh, okay. So last week, well, not last week, last time I got evicted and you'll be happy to know that this time I've still not found a flat and I have COVID now. So like <laughs> I was like testing like so I, like two weeks ago, I had had a sore throat, a cough and all that jazz, got a PCR test, came back negative. I was like, okay, I just have a cold. The cold started to get better and then it started to get worse again, but I didn't have a cough anymore and I didn't have a fever anymore. So I was like, okay, I'm fine. Took lateral flow tests. It was fine. And then on the Friday, like on this, like Friday morning just passed, I woke up and I went, oh shit, I can't smell anything. <laughs> and then I got another PCR test. It was like, oh, do you have COVID? And I was like, fuck, how long have I had this for? Because I thought I just had a cold and I've just been like seeing every person that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, oopsie, <laughs> my bad. Um, yeah, so now I'm like locked inside. So that's fun for me. And like, all I've been doing is, like, watching films, and I've got to say, I watched The Hills Have Eyes for the first time last night, and it's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it years ago. That's research for this episode. <laughs> Everybody go do their homework and watching The Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was so good, and I'm so glad that the pretty people won in the end, like... <laughs> Spoiler, sorry. Also, um, there is a dog death in the film, so don't watch it if you don't want to see that. Sorry. No, it won't appear that Liam, but I'm hungover, so <laughs> this episode is gonna be—it's not gonna be tragic, but like I'm on the ropes. <laughs> I hit my free pint, free pint limit last night at a pub club, and then woke up this morning like feeling like dead. <laughs> it was a Halloween pub quiz, and I was dressed as Bella Swan, and the rest of my team were dressed as other characters for Twilight, and we got extra points for that, so. And, and, yeah, we, they and we won. Really good. Yeah, I, I might actually I put that. There. <laughs> I actually might put that up on the uh, Instagram. Free clout. Free clout. <laughs> Free clout. <laughs> but I'll just replace my pals' faces with the actual members of Twilight. Because <laughs> 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 they like dox them. <laughs> oh, true. Valid. Um, I so as you might have guessed by the title and by what we're talking about, we're going to be talking about Swanee Bean today who was actually the inspiration for Wes Craven's The Hills Have Eyes. So actually, with the Swanee Bean, we likely wouldn't have Scream. Just thinking about that, because Wes Craven did Scream, right? Oh my I, God, I thought yeah. about that when I was in the shower this morning. <laughs> it's kind of like how 9-11 got Ellen cancelled. And how 9-11 created Twilight. Yeah. Swanee Bean yeah. oh, launched Scream. 
and therefore the scary movie films. And therefore this podcast, because we wouldn't know each other if we didn't both like Yeah, no, no, it's true. No, it's true, it's true. true. (laughs) No, it's very true. Uh, (laughs) Let's get into it. So, like, Mace horror film villains they find their inspiration in real life horrors like how buffalo bill and norman bates take many of their characteristics for the grave robber and diy genius ed gein so swanny swanny bean ended up becoming the inspiration for a multitude of dysfunctional families in classic horror the hills have eyes texas chainsaw massacre wrong turn wrong turn i believe also what one's that i've not seen that one this is kind of like the hills have eyes it's like mutant um, inbred family murder, pretty people. <laughs> it's genuinely it's like scene okay. for scene. <laughs> it's the same thing yeah. over and over. I love it. So, Sonny Bean was born in East Lovian. All legends, their dates are like rather vague. Uh, Mace versions put his birth in the rainy James VI in Scotland. So, early 1500s to mid 1500s. I just think that Sonny Bean and James were born on the exact same day because that's the only way that this story could be even possibly plausible. He was the son of a hedger and ditcher, which is exactly what it sounds like. His dad dug ditches and like built hedges to like divide up land. And then Sonny became a tanner by trade. Uh, however, hard work was no for him. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. Wait, are we gonna give are we gonna give Sonny Bean a creepy podcast pardon? Like I relate. Maybe he was well within he, he was well within wrong. his right. They wanted to be eaten. So he eventually decided on giving up making an honest living and he fled for East Lovian to Galloway in Ayrshire with his new bride, Agnes. She's often referred to as Black Agnes, um and Literally Agnes Sam's from the sequel. Is everyone in Scotland? Well, there's Colorado. another Agnes that's going to come up in the story, which makes me think the creativity was no flowing. <laughs> um, but Agnes was thought to be a witch, or she's reputed to be a witch in like multiple sources. They couldn't back that up, though. No evidence there. I genuinely just think she was a cannibal and a murderer. I don't think we need to go. <laughs> we don't need to take it a step further <laughs> and say that she was a witch. Yeah, you don't need to do anything else. That's bad enough. But... So they set up home in a cave called Benin Cave in Ayrshire. Uh, the cave was a perfect hideout with tunnels penetrating from the solid rock and extending for more than a mile in length. Twice a day, high tide would flood the cave's entrance for several hundred metres and making it almost Im- impenetrable. So for this subterranean lair, Sonny Bean hatched his plans for his family's future. We girl bossing out with the question... Bean began to <laughs> Bean began to ambush and rob passing travellers and locals. You can look at diagrams of what people say the cave looked like, and it looks like there might be like a like way for them to crawl out of the back of the tunnel and then like appear on land above where the cliff. <laughs> like above... the hills have eyes. <laughs> Oh my so god! That is what people say happened. They would appear on land, and they would be able, and it was like near the road that passed the coast. So they would ambush travellers. He would. He started off robbing. Uh, he was basically a highwayman, but to make sure he wasn't caught, he always killed his victims. Through his murdering, being solved another dilemma. Yeah which was feeding his family because Agnes and Sonny's family, most likely through incest, had multiplied to upwards of 40 members. With so many mouths to feed, Bean began to dismember the people they had murdered and then eat them. 
The family's victims were often ambushed in huge numbers with an almost military-style attack, and they would often surround them, like... So it would mainly be the men that handled, like, bigger guys, and then the women, like, tackled, like, women and children. So they would, like, swarm them. Because normally it wasn't, like, huge parties that were passing through this way. It was, like, people moving from town to town, like, traders and stuff. So they'd swarm them. And yeah. they had they would either tear them apart using their hands or they would like collect swords and guns and stuff for like people who they had already killed. Apparently they could take up to six people at a time though and then drag them into the cave to be butchered. So <laughs> <laughs> like it is like a real life horror film. Like any victims that couldn't be eaten would be preserved through pickling, I assume using barrels and seawater. Oh, that's kind of a lost art. That's kind of a lost art. We need to pickle more. <laughs> Tony Bean making TikToks. Like, too. Like, this is like, I pickle? <laughs> Have you seen that girl on TikTok? And she's like, welcome to this week's episode of Scrappy Cooking. Very that vibe. Oh, like, um, zero waste. Well, they would, like, hang up body parts. Like, apparently they would, like, nail them, like, on a spikes into the solid rock. And then they would be hung up to basically dry and cure. Kind of like, um salami <laughs> or something like that <laughs> i was thinking game of thrones but okay it took us 10 minutes it took us 10 minutes to reference game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you all of game of thrones is based on scotland and it's it's just a fact at this point soon various body parts began because when when they were like done eating they would just throw bones into the sea or like any parts that were like because at this point in history, like, a lot of people had, like, gout and gangrene and stuff. So, like, any, like, limbs that weren't going to be yeah. eaten, they would, like, throw into the sea. Like, they would they would just oh, wash right. up, like, on the nearest beach. And folk would be like, hmm, what, what could this, what could this possibly <laughs> be? And then... I'm stumped about what this is. <laughs> <laughs> so... Body parts were washing up, and then the number of people gone missing for Galloway was rapidly rising and causing sus- like suspicions yeah. to rise. So many who had gone missing had last been seen at local inns before they had like left to go like on this country road. Suspicions naturally fell on several innocent innkeepers who were actually eventually accused uh, and found guilty and then hung. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're being we're oh, being no. like quite rude and crude about this, but like. It's not real. That's such a shame. No. Yeah, I'll go off on that, but you continue. (laughs) The tide eventually turns on the beans when they attacked a couple who were travelling on horseback for a local fair. A gang of the family's women dragged the poor unfortunate wife for her horse where she was stripped and then disemboweled in front of her husband who desperately fought off his attackers. He then witnessed the same women begin to devour his wife. Like, I think they really just, like, went in for, like, that raw raw food kind of vibe. They said, let's go, Salmonella. <laughs> Pop off. What the... <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So, fully survivor girl Adrenaline, the husband makes an escape and then he rides his horse directly through the gang uh, just as a group of 20 people who were also returning for that same fair, like, stumbled into this mess. Um, Sonny, realising that even his gang were outnumbered, fled back to the cave, this time leaving evidence informing a mutilated corpse in the middle of the road. The traumatised husband was swiftly taken to see the Love. chief magistrate of Glasgow who reported the crime to the king himself. Now, James VI, who uh, loved to be involved... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> past, past, we mentioned him in our last episode. 
So he rides all the way to Edinburgh, apparently, with a big, huge gang, hounds and his men to try and find Sonny Bean, basically. He's obsessed with the macabre, he's obsessed with witchcraft and stuff, so as soon as he hears about this, he yeah. like, boosts and he goes to Ayrshire. Despite the best efforts uh, of the King's men, no sign of Bean's lair was discovered until the dogs picked up a really bad scent of death coming through the cave's entrance and a scent of blood, and then it pulled the King's men into like the mouth of this cave. The troops entered the cave to see the walls that were covered in human body parts that were the ones that were hung up to dry and then around the cave there was piles of clothing jewellery weapons all the rest of it like a really big cache of stuff in this this huge cave um, <laughs> and then obviously there was piles of dis- this miles long cave mm-hmm. There was piles of discarded bones and stuff as well, so taking in this sight, the king's men were immediately like horrified, and then that turned into anger, and they like paraded into the, like further into the cave. The beans struggled to escape, but they were vastly outnumbered, and around forty of the clan were arrested. Forty, like even if this cave, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll yeah, get that's into like... it. <laughs> It's a whole like flat block of a king. Like, okay. <laughs> so some of the king's men stayed behind and gathered up what human remains they could find and then buried them in the sands. The rest accompanied the wretched bean clan to Edinburgh. So they took them all the way from Ayrshire to Edinburgh, like across the country, and then took them to the toll booth. Mm-hmm. They took them to the, <laughs> the famous Edinburgh toll booth where they were no doubt tortured. Oh my God, I've heard of that before. I don't know where I've heard of that before, but it seems familiar. Must have been a good story. The crimes were so severe and the guilt was so clear that they were offered no trial. The very next day they were taken to Leaf. Uh, I believe it was to the watery leaf where they had built a gallop. Yeah, like they had built like a special set of gallows specifically to get through all yeah. these people. But the guys, before they were hung, their genitals were removed and thrown into a fire. They were getting ready for the girlies, so kind of, <laughs> they threw their uh-huh. uh, I believe they disemboweled them as well. <laughs> um limbs were nice. limbs were cut off they were drawn and why do you need to hang them in yeah there? they were hung drawn and quartered <laughs> uh and then is that what that means yeah so hung like quartered is like cut up yeah cut into four pieces yeah shut up ah, it's, pr- it's pretty shit it happened to it happened to william wallace william wallace's death's horrible and real we'll cover it I, oh, I went on a tour. I went on a tour when I was in London, and uh, it was Tower Bridge. I think it was kind of like Tower Bridge dungeons, mm. kind of like Edinburgh dungeons. But they were like talking about all the famous heads that used to be put on spikes on the the Tower Bridge, and they yeah. were like, and William Wallace was famously, and like all the English people in the room were like, and I was like, and then you threw hands. Uh, I was I was like. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> um, guys, that isn't funny, actually. <laughs> I'm actually quite offended. <laughs> but I, the the men were hung, drawn and quartered. Uh, I believe that being, he was like getting a really particularly slow and severe punishment where his limbs were cut off, like oh. one by one. And then apparently he screamed, uh, this is not over, it'll never be over, before he was like... I finally killed. Oh my god, melodramatic king. Balenciaga! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. And then the women and the grandchildren <laughs> of the clan, and I'm assuming that some of these people are like actual babies, um, were forced to witness this whole spectacle while they screamed in horror. Mm. Uh, three huge bonfires were built, and the remaining 21 women and children were burned like witches. Uh- <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so this infamous crime, which may or may not have taken place at all, did capture the attention of a young and upcoming filmmaker back in the 1970s. This story was, as we've said, the basis behind the first horror film, 
for Wiz Craven, The Hills Have Eyes, and then obviously went on to so inspire loads of other stuff. But aye, that is yeah. the legend of Sonny Bean. After a break, Liam's going to dispel this, because um, as much as it sounds really cool and gnarly and bloody, and it could be potentially true in Scotland's history, because we've done a lot of other fucked up shit, but this is a bit far-fetched. So we'll take a wee break, and then Liam will come back and dispel some of these myths. Okay, now that we're back, I'd just like to say we didn't talk enough about The Hills Have Eyes. Like, I'm still thinking about it. Like, it's really good. <laughs> like, everyone at home, please watch The Hills Have Eyes. It's a, it's, it's a bit much. If you're a bit squeamish, maybe don't. But it is, like, genuinely very similar to that story, except a bunch of Americans killed a cave people instead of them being brought to, like, a court to be killed. But that that was fun. It yeah. is a fun story. But a story, I must say, I think it is. <laughs> right, let's just get into it. You already addressed the fact that this was around the time of King James the Sixth or the First of England, if you're of that persuasion. <laughs> but um, that man was a drama queen. <laughs> like like we, we discussed last time, he thought he took everything as a personal attack. He was like, how do I make this about me like he was in like a boating accident and he was like witches it was witches my boat had a little bit of a funny turn there are women out there trying to get me as we speak so if there was a a clan of cannibals living in scotland that man would not have hesitated to write about it in his little diary yeah published there's no official source whatsoever because um james like when he did demonology his book about witchcraft like it initially came out in a series of papers that were published in the actual paper so i fear that if james was involved in this he would have been right there at the press telling everybody about it they tried to eat me they tried to eat me (laughs) like also why like james would not have took them for ayrshire considering what they'd done for ayrshire all the way to Edinburgh to make them stand trial. Like, they would have just killed them then and there. Like, you would not walk into that cave and then, yeah. like, give them a, a chance. Like, there's no way. The Scottish history does not work like that. No. It was kill or be killed, girly. Like, they would have been dead on site. And even if they were taken somewhere else, there's, like, I'm pretty sure there were, like, execution sites at Ayr, Irvine, and in Glasgow, which are all closer to Ayrshire than the Tolbooth. I was watching some YouTube videos because... Basically, this story all comes from one source. So, like, the tale that I've just repeated has been told like a hundred times. But there was like someday an American person was like, and they were taken from Ayrshire to the nearby city of Edinburgh. And I was like, cunt, you couldn't have just looked at a map. He also called, he called East Lothian East Lothian. And I was like, all right, bro, you need to lay off the Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> like that's quite a trick. Like, I wouldn't even. Like, because I'm relatively close to Edinburgh, you wouldn't even catch me driving to air. Never mind gone on horseback. Aye, with 48 people. Bullshit. Anyway, <laughs> that got me fuming. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never even thought, I never even thought about the logistics of how many people it was to tra- like to travel any distance. Like, maybe... A few of them, a few of them would have died as well. Like, bear in mind that they've been stuck in this cave their entire lives, are suddenly in sunlight and then are, like, deprived of their only source of, like, nutrients. They've, like, a couple of, like, the kids definitely yeah. would have died, and older mem- members of the family, a.k.a. Sw- Sonny Bean, because at this point he's, like, what, 60? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> anyway, keep going, Liam. <laughs> this is human. 
<laughs> oh yeah well so speaking of sony his name first of all as well is something that would make you speculate a little bit maybe this is just like a little english slander <laughs> piece perhaps because although sony was i guess a common name in scotland around this time it's like a diminutive of alexander it's sandy sandy sony it's like the same thing um but basically english people used to like use it as a derogatory term for like all scottish men like it's what jock is now like they they might as well have called him like jock and piss pig or something like that's basically the name they gave him um again if they were taken to the toll booths like on the slim possibility that this was the case there would be a record of it like you can access toll booth records still like there's like little books of like infamous like inmates yeah on the wikipedia for the toll booth it's like potentially swanee bean was held here because he's maybe not real. Yeah, and there's no record written down of it, which even in those times they had they had that. They did, I swear. But like at this time, you know how we were talking about how the Tolbooth got dismantled and stuff? Like it was on a continual scale of downsizing throughout its existence, basically. Um and at this time it was probably about like one or two mm. towers big. Like it wasn't at its maximum capacity. Um so even if they had got the whole family there, how are you going to fit forty-eight people in like a tiny little cramp? I mean, they—I mean, they probably would have tried to do it, but I just don't think volume-wise it was actually possible. So again, I do think this is an English slander piece on Scotland. Aye, it is likely that this is an English slander piece because I think the first place that this story comes up is in uh it's it's a penny dreadful magazine i think in the 1800s this the sailly swanee bean comes up sorry i keep saying swanee bean that's because when i was younger i i mispronounced it and it just <laughs> stuck in my head like this swanee bean came up for the first time in like english literature and english newspapers as like a short story it was kind of at the time where um english people are obsessed with like the scottish highlands and like tales of scottish folklore and stuff so i think it was like a female author wrote this story and she used like pieces of folklore and stuff and then came up with this tale like this and then after time it just grew arms and legs that's the thing even if there were like actual like even if if this wasn't a real story there were actually at some points cannibal activity in scotland like that is a thing that happened and it's the thing that happens across the globe especially in times of like famine and stuff it's usually more extreme so there's actually a more it's still it's still sort of folklorish um like like Sonny Bean is, but um it's called it's about a man called Christy Cleek. Okay, so Christy Cleek is another more folklorish sort of take on it, as I said. Um and he was first mentioned in the Chronicle of Scotland in the fifteenth century, around the fourteen thirties. And the story goes that he was up in the Grampian foothills uh, in sort of like the southernmost part of the Scottish Highlands. And he was there with a group of other men during the famine. And one of the like cohort died of starvation. And then instead of like burying or burning the body, Christy being a butcher, he basically diced and sliced this man into like a sushi like spring roll and then fed all the dolls. <laughs> um and then this is where it sort of like gets a bit sort of the story goes in two sort of directions. So you maybe it is folklore. So there's one train of thought that him and the other men all picked up a taste for human flesh after this. And then they 
would go to like nearby like groups of people that were like set up camping or whatever and they just like take them and eat them <laughs> and then just continue to do that until they were caught by like the authorities of Perth mm. and only Christy escaped and changed his name and ran away. So it feels kind of like it was something maybe made up again by old ladies to scare their kids into not getting up in the middle of the night. But then, like, there's the other train of thought that it was just Christy doing this. And he used to, like, set traps for women and children because obviously they were, like, smaller, I guess, than men. But it was easier to, like, capture them and then he would eat them, like, alone again he escaped from authorities and changed mm-hmm. his name. I do believe that it is very possible that a man like this did exist and he did kill someone during the famine well, or just ate someone who died during the famine, but maybe not to the extent that like yeah. this story in Sonny Bean go to, that they like would, they developed a taste for human flesh and then just started eating everyone and they didn't make like a mutant incest clan. That seems a bit far-fetched, you know? Yeah, it just seems like even when it's like appeared in like this woman who's really wrote the story is Sonny Bean, like she's seen a story like this and then just exaggerated it. It was in a horror like magazine or something like the newspaper. Like I didn't think it's, a a lot of people do say that it's like Auntie Scott's slander. Um, I think it is actually just somebody trying to tell like a creepy story about like, because the Scottish Highlands at this point in time were exotic <laughs> to people, even in Edinburgh, even to people in Edinburgh, and then especially to people like down south, like got obsessed. Like even Alistair Crowley, class podcast topic. When he moved to uh, Bleskin, he would like go to parties and stuff, like in full really? Highland dress, and he did that even before he got the property. He would like go to um, like the Golden Dawn meetings and like full, but like it's kind of like a caricature Highland dress that you would find in like. Edinburgh or in salons in London rather than like what uh, traditional Highland dress really is. Um, Penny would have like a huge feather like sticking in his hat and stuff. Like people were obsessed with these kind of like creepy Scottish stories, so I can see how this would actually happen. Like somebody hears like a like a story, a story, a story survival, and then is like, how can we make this more interesting? And then it becomes yes. this. Yeah. I can see how that would happen. I just want to say when I was researching this, um, obviously the the first part that you hear is like the cave was like a mile long and there was all these intricate tunnels, which which is like what they love. Like, <laughs> I think that kind of thing like comes with like the obsession of like Scottish sea caves because of yeah, Loch Ness. Like Loch Ness is full of like loads of intricate tunnels and stuff that like potentially a big mm-hmm. sea creature could go and hide in. But this cave like i was like all right i'm gonna look up this banana cave or whatever on youtube and it was like these cavers went in and it's like literally 200 yards deep (laughs) you can't there is a there is a small crawl space into like a bigger chamber but there's no way that a grown man and 48 people would be able to squeeze through this tiny gap because there was a woman there like a small woman a bit my size and she wasn't able to get through that's the thing as well like that like saying people lived in like these sea caves and stuff like the whole thing with the sea caves the reason they have so many intricate tunnels is because the tide comes in and washes out the whole cave and then like erodes further parts of the cave so like they couldn't have lived down there they yeah. Would have <laughs> yeah there is people there is um people in fife used to like it's it's a thing in fife where people used to be cave dwellers and there's like places up north i think it's at wick there's a cave called Tinker's Cave 
and there was people who used to dwell in these caves but these are like sea caves yeah. where the tide can no longer get in so like they wouldn't be flooded out this one like to this day like if you do want to go there you have to go at low tide because as soon as the tide's high you can't get in the cave at all there's nowhere to go like it's not like oh the the mouth becomes like you you kind of get in the mouth but you can still like sit up at the back of the cave that's not true the whole yeah. the whole of the cave gets flooded by, by the sea um but the, even that aspect i feel like scottish culture like i can see how that would be interesting to people would be like oh my god these scottish people like dwell Sometimes. in caves and that's true scottish people did dwell in caves because yeah. they literally had nowhere else to go um, and it's a, like a really rough lifestyle but like yeah. these people would fish <laughs> and they were like expert fishers and they were able to like take care of themselves and it like wasn't I mean it was a really rough way of living but they didn't need to resort to cannibalism and inbreeding <laughs> in order to survive I think this is and I've seen a lot of that when I was researching this story like um, especially in air people would would say that to their kids they would be like right behave mm-hmm. or, or Shawnee Bean's going to come and eat you like it's just he's he's the Scottish everyone's, boogeyman. Every everyone's the Scottish boogeyman though. <laughs> like Gorbals vampire. Alistair Crowley. <laughs> James Sex. <laughs> no, that is the actual uh. boogeyman. My melodramatic king. Love him. Wait, we should start like a James the Sixth extended universe. <laughs> this is the James the Sixth extended universe. I feel like every creepy topic that's in Scotland that's no like Nessie and stuff like that seems to have occurred around the time of James the Sixth because he was just so interested in all this stuff. So it really yeah. hyped it up. Adding James the Sixth into the story is just another way to make it more interesting because everybody counts him as the witch killing king, like the witch hunter king. That's oh my god, have you ever heard the I don't know if I should save this. James the Sixth never met Mary Queen of Scots. Really, yeah. like she was in prison for his entire life, and uh, he, he had basically in his adult life only seen her in paintings and portraits. And um, the night before she was uh, due to be executed, um, James had a dream a uh, Mary Mary's like disembodied head floating at the end of his bed, basically like foreboding no like just saying like really creepy shit and he like was so shook by it so he was a witch literally literally (laughs) literally and he'd never he'd never like properly met her before obviously like she gave birth to him they have met but like he wasn't he never he he had never known her he knew her through letters but i that's a fun fact about james um, I but I, other than that, like the legend of Sonny Bean, we hate to dispel things on this podcast. Like we do want the Uki Spooky to be real. Even though we do it real. a lot, but like, I we do want the Uki Spooky to be real because me, me and Liam both are like in tune with oh, yeah. these kind of like weird ghosty things, and like we believe yeah. in a lot of stuff, but. Alaskan oh, like, house is like genuinely haunted. Like that's really, that's really the tea. But we draw the line at this. <laughs> like we we draw the line at a cave being no big enough for like more than five people, and then saying that fifty people can fit in it. And also, there's like never been any evidence that this happened. Nobody's ever found a bone, like a single bone near Bananan Cave. Like it's just it's just implausible to be honest. <laughs> and you you will hear a lot of people say that it's like Annie Scott's um, slander, but I don't think so. I don't think so. Like I think this is like this comes for a genuine fascina- fascination in the body history of Scotland. Yeah, this is definitely like a horror movie well, before horror movies. Like, yeah, like I can't I can't criticize the women who wrote this because I'm sat here doing a podcast on the exact same shit that she was interested in. Yeah. We're kind of so, hypocrites, so <laughs> uh, like you will see you will see a lot of that. 
like people saying that it's like Annie Scottish and it's not me like 20 minutes ago <laughs> I, I genuinely believe that this woman was interested like I've managed to talk myself believe in that just by hearing a conversation about it so as um Halloween is approaching I would just like to say that we have a couple posts like on our our Twitter and our Instagram covering some of our favorite Scottish Halloween or Samhain traditions um just because we didn't cover anything really Halloweeny on the podcast this week just thought everyone might like to see that so feel free to go mm-hmm. on over to those Beck I'll tell you what they're called yes yeah, so our Twitter is at the creepy we pod our Instagram is at the creepy we podcast and then you can see blog posts about past episodes sources and stuff on our website I'm still slowly getting through writing blog posts for the last episode and then this one but that should be done this week um but I uh if you hate any stories about what we've spoken about the day or in past episodes, you can email us at the creepy we no the creepy we podcast at gmail dot com, and we'd be happy yeah. to either read out your email or just correspond with you via email. Yeah, or suggestions for future episodes as well. Yeah, we had like a really, really long list of episodes, um, but I put out like a question for people on Instagram. Uh, saying like what they'd like to hear next and we've got like a lot of kelpies face yeah the kelpies are coming please stop yelling at us (laughs) yeah the kelpies are coming the kelpies are coming but they're like that's like a treat (laughs) Um, but if you've got like any (laughs) like weird i we want ghosts if there is a ghost in your local area that you're really interested in or like a particular haunting next episode we are really wanting to cover a haunting so if you can want something that we can fully believe in like ghosts oh, are real. Oh, we can tell you some like some of your ghost stories. So if you've stayed this long, ghost stories too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If if you've uh, if if you've stayed this long and you can't get haunting, let us in and we'll cover it. But that's us. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.